you're listening to Reality with Lana Lynette and today I'm going to pick up from our last episode which was on the topic of worldviews. Just to recap, we talked about how a worldview is a frame through which we view reality and make sense of the world around us. This lens influences our behavior and our choices which is super important because it essentially is the key to understanding why everyone does what they do. So I wanted to note again, like I did in my last episode, that I will not be diving deeper into religions because of the simple truth that the biblical worldview is the only worldview where man is not the center of it and where man cannot do anything to earn heaven or utopia. If you put all the other religions on a line and the secular worldview on the other side, because the biblical worldview and the secular worldview are diametrically opposed, you would notice that all the other religions fall in in between because they pick pieces from both the secular and the biblical worldview to create their own worldview. All right, so we compared the secular and biblical last time using the worldview elements and today we're going to compare them using their meta narratives a meta narrative by the way is a all-encompassing theme that ties together storylines to reveal the overarching story there are four questions that help us accomplish this who am i why am i here what's wrong with the world and how do we fix it these are life's biggest questions let's begin. The first question is, who am I? The secular worldview says that we are the result of a random evolutionary accident. We don't have any inherent value, dignity, or reason for living. The biblical worldview says we are created in the image of God, and it affirms that we are the pinnacle of God's creation, that we have absolute inherent worth, value, and dignity because we were intentionally created by him. When God made us, he fashioned us together with great care and his breath of life gave us our human spirit, our morals, intellect, ability to relate, and spiritual capacities. Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Also notice that God fashioned him together with his hands. It's described here as a potter with clay. God values humans more highly than any living thing because only humankind was made in his image. Genesis 9, 6 says, whoever sheds the blood of man by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. God knows us He fashioned us together in our mother's womb and he knows our whole life before we even live it. God further affirms this truth when he sends his son into the world. Our savior could have materialized himself here, yet he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of a virgin. The incarnation of Christ says to us that not only do we have inherent worth and value because we were made in the image of God, but that an unborn child at the moment of conception in the womb has the same inherent worth and value because the son of man came into this world as a seed because that was what was necessary for him to become fully human random accident or created in the image of god with inherent worth and value it's not a hard choice number two is 
Why am I here? The secular worldview says we have no purpose but to consume and enjoy according to our pleasures. We have no direction, no responsibilities, no higher calling. The biblical worldview says we are here to bring God glory, that we do not exist for our own purposes, that we are created to be partners with Christ, to bring honor and praise and worship and have a personal relationship with him. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, that's from Isaiah 43, 7. Our purpose is to glorify God and make him known to others. And so Matthew 28, 18 through 19 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Human beings are not accidents. We are not here by chance. Many passages in the Bible make it very clear that the purpose of humans is to give God praise and glory because he created us and made us in his image. Revelations 4.11 says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and were created. Everything in all creation, what is seen and unseen, was created to bring God glory. God created us special unlike anything else he has ever made. And so Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Isn't the secular worldview a tough pill to swallow? I mean, already we've learned that we are a random cosmic accident, but now on top of that, we have no purpose. We just exist to consume and enjoy. But ironically, do you notice how in life, nothing that you consume and enjoy ever satisfy you? Whatever we consume leaves us empty and wanting more. So how can consuming and enjoying be our correct purpose in life if it leads us empty and void? When we look at professional athletes or singers or movie stars, influencers or career politicians, sure, they might be gifted or accomplished, but who are they doing it for if not for God and his kingdom? If for earthly fame, that stuff is literally like dust in the wind. If for us, their movie, their music, their championship won't save me from my sin. But if used for the glory of God, that is something that brings and holds eternal value and weight. The biblical worldview coincides with our human nature because it is truth. Christian or not, you know that truth resonates with you even though your mind may reject it. God made humankind in his image to manage and rule all that God made. He has gifted us with unique talents and skills, attributes, and knowledge that we are called to use to glorify him in our lives. Everything we do should serve an audience of one, God. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Psalm 115, 1 says, Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. So everything about us, everything we do, 
should point to God because he gave us life. Ultimately, this is what satisfies our soul, which is why all other counterfeit versions of God are never good enough. The next question is, what is wrong with the world? So the secular worldview says that all of our issues rest in the fact that we are insufficiently educated and insufficiently governed. (laughs) Essentially, we are not smart enough or we are not being watched enough. We are dumb and unsupervised. Biblical worldview says that me, you, we are what's wrong with the world. To be more specific, our sin is the issue. Our sin is like a cancer that we cannot fully root out. We are hostile in mind and engaged in evil deeds. We want to do whatever we want without end or consequence, which is exactly the opposite of what brings glory to God. And so Genesis 6-5 says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And this verse comes right after Noah's ark and the flood that wiped out everybody except for Noah's family. Uh, The idea that all of our problems rest on the fact that we are not educated enough or governed enough, disregards our humanity completely because it doesn't take into account our character or soul. The Bible says that we are S-I-N positive, which we inherited from our father, Adam. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So when Adam brought sin into the world, he broke all of humanity's relationship with God because since we reside under the federal headship of Adam, we are too alienated from God, our creator, and our relationship with him is broken. Therefore, the world is broken because humanity is in rebellion against God. We don't want to live life his way. We want it our way. Romans 8, 5 through 7 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. That's exactly why Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate from the tree. We want to do what's right in our own eyes, and we want all the credit for any form of glory or success that we have. We are without shalom, which is Hebrew for peace, completeness, wholeness. Romans 3.10 describes this perfectly. None is righteous, no, not one. That's why our world doesn't function the way it was originally designed. The final question, how do we fix it? The secular worldview says that we need more education and more government. Essentially, we need to be told what to think and what to do. Whereas the biblical worldview says that the only thing that can fix the world is the gospel. The gospel means the good news that we have been redeemed by Jesus Christ and that we now can have a restored relationship with God through his sacrifice. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So to summarize, the secular worldview meta-narrative says that we are a random 
act of evolution that we have no purpose we're here to just consume and enjoy that the world is messed up because people are uneducated and not governed enough and that the solution is more government and more education and that my friends will usher in a utopia the biblical worldview meta narrative says that we are made in the image of god and that we have inherent value dignity and worth because god commissioned us to bring glory to him in all that we do through our talents gifts knowledge and passion we are called to subdue the earth to create and to worship we are called to give credit to god in all that we do because he sustains us but we messed up big time we as in humanity adam and eve rebelled against god and since we are born under adam's federal headship we too are alienated from god our tie to our creator is broken sin now ripples throughout the world and we only perpetuate its magnitude but jesus he was conceived by the holy spirit in the womb of a virgin which means jesus was the last adam in that he was human but he didn't inherit original sin from adam because he was conceived by the holy spirit he is a hundred percent human a hundred percent god he was born sinless then he fulfills the whole law that we were born under the divine law which is also god's law he lives out a perfect sinless life and goes to the cross to be crucified to pay our sin debt that we owe to god our sin is a massive debt that god cannot overlook because he is holy and just and it would go against his character to overlook our sin debt but jesus reconciles us first peter 3:18 says for christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous that's us the righteous jesus for the unrighteous us that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit romans 5 12 through 13 says therefore just as sin came into the world through one man adam and death through sin and so death to all men spread because all sinned for sin indeed was in the world because the law was given but sin is sin is not counted where there is no law so jesus fixes the brokenness of the world by dying a death he didn't deserve taking the sin of all who believe that he is the son of god onto the cross with him and upon his death he credits to us the balance of righteousness from his account to ours if you have faith in christ then you are no longer under the federal headship of adam but you are under the federal headship of jesus jesus christ fixed the sin issue through his atoning death our part is to repent and have faith in jesus and his reconciliation of those who believe in him this is a spiritual and physical kingdom restoration <sighs> And so those in Christ, those who are truly in Christ, know that they are precious, loved, unique, and made with purpose. Every day is a blessing because we have been commissioned to glorify God, the creator of the universe. 
even though we are sinful and powerless without God, we are joyful and humble that we were bought and paid for by the perfect spotless lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And so we rejoice because we also have something to look forward to. I don't know about you, but life with Christ just sounds so much better than life without Christ. I grew up in a Christian home, but I saw the world through secular lenses. I used to stitch parts of Christianity together that I liked and disregarded the things that didn't benefit me. I was blind and unhappy. So I say this as someone who knows My encouragement to you is to pursue God. If you don't know him, go know him. Go figure out who he is. If you doubt me, please take what I'm saying and just go conduct your own research and find out for yourself. If you already know him, get up and relentlessly proclaim his truth because the reality is there is a giant Jesus-shaped hole in the world. The world is infested with sin and we are so accustomed to it and its presence. People don't even notice it anymore. And I genuinely and sincerely pray for those who walk around with their eyes on everything else except for the one thing that matters and that is our good and gracious God. That is all for today. Thanks for watching. Take care and God bless. Thank you.